You're listening to the Britpop Show. Sponsored by Creation Day Festival. Playing the best and the rest of Britpop. That's right, I am back in the studio. Did you miss me last week? Covid got me. Sorry, first time ever I've had to cancel a show. But hopefully last week's cancellation has left a Britpop-sized hole in your life and you are back. So send me a message. Thankfully I'm rid of the vid. And I've got some 25-year anniversaries that I should have played last week, including this one.
Stepping in my world by Hurricane Number One. What do we know about Hurricane Number One? Well, you know Andy Bell, you know him who was in Ride, the guitarist. Well, he left Ride and started up Hurricane Number One. And then he went on to be in Gay Dad. You remember Gay Dad? He was in Gay Dad and then eventually joined Oasis. Bit of a career musician. Now, that was off their first album. The first album was called Hurricane Number One. And I think they were originally called Hurricane. I should have checked this. I think they were originally called Hurricane. But then they had to add Hurricane Number One just to avoid any confusion with a band that was already called Hurricane. And that was Step Into My World, released on the 28th of April, 1997. So last week, when I was supposed to play it, would have been 25 years since it was released. Do you know what other singles were off that album? She had Step Into My World. That was the first one. Then Just Another Illusion. That was in July 97, August 97, Chain Reaction. I don't think it was the Kylie Minogue version. And then Monday Afternoon, released in 1997. But this week, not last week, this week is a proper bona fide 25-year anniversary of a big old Britpop album. And here's a bit of a clue, because here's me chatting to the lead singer. started because me and Derek and Gavin, the drummer, Derek's the other guitarist, we all sort of started playing guitars together when we were sort of teenagers. And once one of us got a guitar, the other one got one. Derek got a, I got a, um, he got a Tokai, he got this really beautiful blue Tokai guitar. Anyway, I know that. He went out and did a lot of gardening work and saved up and bought this Tokai. And then we had a drum machine, my boss, TR. 202 or something like that and uh, we Gav, that was terrible so eventually Gav had to kind of learn the drums so we, we just kind of took it from there we were all friends, we all went to school together basically at first the band was just the kind of band that would like, you know, play in rehearsal rooms we, we didn't really do any gigs and we just go to a rehearsal room for a, a Saturday afternoon and just play cover versions and I would, I would steal songs and pretend I'd written them uh, <laughs> There's a Smokey Robinson song called Come Round Here, You're the One That I Need, which I stole and changed a couple of words and they hadn't heard this song. <laughs> and they thought it was amazing. <laughs> so uh, we played that for about a year and then I think somebody rumbled it. Somebody's parents said, that's a Smokey Robinson song and it's got the same words. So we kind of, that was how we kind of went on. We just kind of bumbled along like that and never really took it. We took it kind of seriously, but not that seriously. And um Eventually we went to a place called Split Level in Edinburgh and started uh, recording there because Mark's brother, he was in another band and he said, you can go to this place and they put all your instruments in different rooms and then you can like play live and you sing live. So that was much more our style. We kind of really liked that and once we started doing that, we kind of became addicted to going through to Edinburgh to this wee studio beside the airport and um, recording over and over again and eventually with lots and lots of songs recorded and were really good and we made a, a cassette up and that was us we kind of that's uh, once we made the cassette which was called big seven we then knew we had to try and sell them somewhere so we just started doing gigs to try and sell the, the cassettes and it kind of snowballed from there well it didn't snowball it took two or three years but it took a bit of time you know And why Supernaturals? Well, 
again, that's a bit like the Smokey Robinson thing with the uh, Cumbrian Tear. Because uh, we used to play a Supernatural Thing by uh, Benny King. And I think I might have passed that off as one of my own as well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I basically just uh, didn't even change the words. <laughs> might have changed the verse. So we played that for a while. And then we started using it as our intro music. But for some reason, that just became the name of the band. I'm not really sure why we stuck with that name, but we, we just quite liked it, you know? Yeah. Jesus, I'm freaking. I've had such a weekend. I think I must be turning to God. My girlfriend has dumped me and headed for the country. The boy who wears white socks. But the, the problem there was that every time we'd go and play a gig somewhere, uh, the promoter would maybe get his daughter to put up, throw a poster up. <laughs> it would always be like a ghost or a ghost train or Scooby Doo or something under the name. <laughs> so it started to get really annoying after a while. But... You grew, you outgrew it though, yeah. Yeah, well, it's just like anything else. The band's names just be, kind of become kind of like synonymous with the band's sound, don't they? You know, for most bands, you, you don't think about the name anymore, do you? Yeah, I mean, look at Oasis and Blur. In fact, I was talking I was talking to Mark Morris last week, and he was talking about the Beatles. If you think about it hard enough, the Beatles is, is a terrible name. I said to him, well, actually, John Lennon, he changed it. It was Beatles, B-E-E, and he changed it to B-E-A, because it was like beat, as in like a drum. Yeah. And he said, yeah, so even worse, it's just a terrible pun. Once you become a name and it becomes established and everybody knows who you are, it just it's like sticks to you. It's like yeah. Doesn't matter what you're called after a while. Yeah. I mean, Madness, Madness have got the worst name ever, but their music's great. Have they, I mean? or is that dodgy? Well, I quite like dodgy. Oh. When you're talking there about uh, Blur, I think the guy who ran our record label, Andy Ross, he used to like have a whole list of bands' names that he would give them and tell them they had to <laughs> change their name. But he never <laughs> said them to us. <laughs> Just said that. Nah, I'm not going to change your name, James. And he just kind of like left it for some reason. So there you go. There you go. Obviously. Yeah. Because yeah. Blur were, were changed, weren't they? They were Seymour style, weren't they? That's right, yeah. yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure Andy had, I'm pretty sure he tried to sign Dodgy and he probably had a name, a different name for them. That's right. That was me talking to James McCall of The Supernaturals because it's 25 years since The Supernaturals released their debut album and what a debut it is. I'll be playing loads more from that later on in the show. But we've had a message in from Davo. Davo says, Andy Bell, because we just played a bit of Step Into My World, Hurricane Number 1. Andy Bell is still touring with Ride and recently released a solo album. This is what I love about you guys. I don't even have to do any research. You guys tell it, tell it all for me. But I've also had a request, and I do love a request. If you want to get a request in, either message the studio or just send me a message on Twitter. It's at The Britpop Show. And that's how this one came in. It's from Majid. He said, hello, David. Probably too late for tonight's show, but if you're taking requests at some point, can I ask for this? He's asked for We Could Be Kings by Gene. (laughs) 
by Gene the message in I love Gene why don't they get played more on the show so many great songs even the ones that weren't released as singles I'll take that right 25 years since this was released Love is the Law Try to get her 
listening to the Britpop show sponsored by Creation Day Festival playing the best and the rest of Britpop that's right and that was love is the law by the seahorses that's me catching up on last week's homework because that was released on the 28th of April 1997 and when you have a week off through covid got an excuse got a doctor's note but when you have a week off you have to catch up on all of last week's 25 year anniversaries as well as this week's Now, that song originally 7 minutes 43, but the single edit which we played, 3 minutes 42. I'm not going to go any more than that. It's all a big, uh, it's a big John Squire love fest at the end. We're not going to play 7 minutes of that. Right, we are celebrating today 25 years since the actual official release of It Doesn't Matter Anymore, which is the debut album by The Supernaturals, that Scottish band, The Supernaturals, released on 5th of May, 1997. Shall we hear a little bit more about James McColl? How early on did Smile come along? Smile was kind of like, we started kind of gigging 
a lot in touring about 1993, which would have been summer of 93. We started going away up into the Highlands and playing a lot of concerts up there. We had a PA system and we'd go and hire vans and stuff and we'd head off on a Friday night and come back on the Sunday. And we did that. Smile didn't, Smile didn't really figure for about three years. I think we wrote it, it must have been about 95 or early 96. So we had been kind of touring and doing lots of little EPs and sort of mini albums and stuff ourselves, maybe about three years before we wrote Smile. So that was quite a, quite a while, you know. Yeah. And when you wrote it, did you know how good it was? No, I didn't. Uh, I still, it's still not my favourite Supernatural song, I have to be honest. Well, do you know what? Um, one, of my, one of my questions is, what is your favourite Supernatural song? <laughs> well, it's not Smile anyway. Go on, what is uh, it? Uh, my favourite one would... I, I don't know, because, uh, you know, if you want to be pretentious about it, I remember that guy uh, from Radiohead saying one day that all his songs were his children. <laughs> Probably from that era, my favourite song would be a song called Dung Beetle. We're not going to play that one. This is the one that kicked it all off for them. But surprising, when they first released it in 1996, Smile only got to number 98 in this single charts. In the UK, that is. In Scotland, it got 48. That's just because they're Scottish, I guess. So let's hear it. Smile. <laughs>
Smile by the Supernaturals, and we'll hear more of the Supernaturals in a bit, but I've got to do another 25-year anniversary that I should have done last week. I know I should have turned up to work. I really should have. 28th of April, 1997, Manson released what should have been called EP6, but it was Tax Loss was the, uh, was the name of the song. That's, of course, unless you're in Japan, and you'll be saying, no, no, that was released on the 26th of March, 97. It was indeed for you lucky guys.
seven minutes that song tax loss by Manson they cut it to four and a half minutes when they released it as a single in April 97 28th of April 97 that is but that's the fifth that's right fifth single from their debut album Attack of the Grey Lantern and it was their sixth single because if you remember Take It Easy Chicken wasn't actually on Attack of the Grey Lantern and that's the one where they had a video they had 25,000 pounds and they just threw it uh, at Liverpool Street Station and all people were going crazy for it and uh, that's, that's what created the uh, the video. They obviously had £25,000 to do it. Right, yesterday I was preparing the show because believe it or not, every now and again I do sit down and think, mm, what should I play? I just thought, I saw this and I thought, I want to hear it. How does it feel by the Wannadies? And I thought, I ju I'm just going to play it. But then I realised, actually the Wannadies are touring. Uh, it's in October. So on the 18th of October, they play Glasgow, 19th of October, Edinburgh, 22nd of October, Sheffield, Leadmill, 25th of October, Manchester, Gorilla, 27th of October, Norwich, Waterfront, 28th of October, Birmingham, O2 Institute 2, 30th of October, Bristol, SWX, 31st of October, Halloween, Portsmouth, and then the 3rd of November, the Roundhouse in London. And as a reminder of how good they are, this is something off their 1994 album. This is How Does It Feel? Mm -hmm. 
feel by the wanna dies not british don't care definitely Britpop. i might go and see them who knows uh they're on tour uh and I, I gave you the dates right we're doing 25 years since the debut album was released by the supernaturals and we've played you smile that hit number 98 although it was re-released and got to number 23 anyway their next single was lazy lover that got to number 34 and here it is 
It's from the 1990s. just had an email from the charlatans i say it's an email from the charlatans i'd like to think that tim burgess was just sending me emails but i suspect it wasn't just to me i suspect it was to their millions of fans as well but he's talking about their rescheduled uk tour dates on the 14th of may they're playing nottingham 15th leeds 17th aberdeen 18th glasgow and 19th edinburgh don't bother for most of those because they're all sold out apart from edinburgh but and I know a lot of people listen to the show around the world, so this is for you guys listening, especially if you're in Japan. They're playing Osaka on the 2nd of October and Tokyo Liquid Room on the 3rd of October. Now, tickets for Japan are on sale already. And then pre-sale tickets for New Zealand and Australia go on sale on Tuesday the 10th of May. 
And so they're playing Auckland Power Station on the 6th of October, Sydney Manning Bar, 8th of October, Adelaide at the Gov, 11th of October, Brisbane the Triffid, 13th of October, Melbourne at the Croxton, 14th of October, and, and in Perth on the 15th of October, Rosemount Hotel. Do they know how far it is from Melbourne to Perth? That is a long overnight journey. If anybody in Australia is going to those gigs let me know and we will give you a shout out she was i think we need to play some charlatans and i always say this is the best one and i always play it I love the idea that somebody in Japan listens to this show, goes out and buys a, a ticket to the Charlatans as a result of hearing from it here or even in Australia here on the show. I love that. And if you do, let me know. In fact, tweet it because then I can forward it to Tim Burgess and let him know exactly how much money he owes us. Right. We have a, a very special guest next week is Billy. Billy Reeves. Now, Billy 
you don't really know much about Billy, do you? Well, I'll tell you a bit about Billy. He was the founding member of the audience. Who are the audience? The audience were Sophie Ellis Bexter's first band, and they were responsible for songs such as this. The audience and Billy Reeves, who wrote that song, will be with us live in the studio this time next week. So 
why don't you, if you've got any questions, if you can think of them during the week, you've got any questions for Billy, let me know at the Britpop Show on Twitter. Try and make it something other than just what Sophie Ellis-Bexter like. Right, we had a message from one of our American listeners saying, I missed the one at eyes back in the day, recognised the name, but never listened to the music. Last year I heard their name mentioned in the Divine Comedy song at the indie disco and decided to give the one eyes a listen i became an instant fan i love the song you just played on the show thanks you are very very welcome but we are talking 25 year anniversaries and today it's 25 years since embrace released their first top 40 charting ep called fireworks now most of the songs off these eps ended up on the debut album but this, this one was called the Fireworks EP, and so as a result, I thought I might as well play the song Fireworks by Embrace. Here it is. I stretched over to reach you. I tried to meet you.
was embraced 25 years ago and they are back they have a new album out released at the end of august 26th of august in fact how to be a person like other people and it's available for pre-order now and they're also on tour 31st of august aberdeen 1st of september edinburgh 2nd of september newcastle 3rd of september nottingham rock city obviously 4th of september sheffield o2 academy 6th of September, Cardiff, 8th of September, Birmingham, 9th of September, London, 10th of September, Manchester, 11th of September, Norwich. So if you like a bit of embrace, get on it. But that is it for us. We've been celebrating 25 years since the release of The Supernatural's debut album. So I'll leave you with something like something by that. This is the day before yesterday's man. As ever, thanks for listening and see you on the flip side. Cheap as I'm freaking, I've had such a weekend. I think I must be turning to God. My girlfriend has dumped me and headed for the country. The boy who wears white socks. Yesterday